Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode here on the podcast. We're wrestling talk with Alex. We're here to discuss Monday Night Raw. I was supposed to do it earlier, but as I discussed with you guys, I do have a YouTube channel, so I had to record for my channel today. And then I had so much, and I have two children, so it kind of gets a lot. So it gets so much, and I'm trying to have a... I was trying to make sure my little ones were a little relaxed before I came here and discussed my overall review when it comes to Monday Night Raw. I don't even know where to start, to be honest with you. I was quite disappointed. There was only one good thing that I could say that I really enjoyed. And then there's some of them that I could say, eh, they weren't that bad. I don't know where to start. But you know what? Let's start with the Queen of Spades versus Bailey. What is going on? You got the Queen of Spades go tries to win the title out of Bailey. She's not successful. Nia Jax gets involved and causes a disqualification in this match. And then obviously you notice they kind of go try to go against Sasha and Bailey. But the thing is, I don't understand what is WWE trying to do. Like, this, obviously, we already know this is one of the match cards of the night for payback. We have the Queen of Spades versus Nia, with Nia Jax, actually, versus Bailey and Bank. And I'm assuming they're going to probably make them drop the titles here. Because if I'm correct, I already was correct in one of my predictions, if you listen to my SummerSlam thing. Is Sasha going to go after Bailey for the titles? Because that's the only way I could think of it. Make them drop the titles on payback. And then Sasha turns on Bailey and kind of like goes after for the summer, um, for SmackDown's title. Could that be possible? Could that be the idea that WWE is planning to do? We don't know. Because sometimes WWE gives us what we want and then sometimes they don't. They gave it to us on SummerSlam. Phenomenal match cards. Phenomenal match cards. From the beginning of the show to the end. I was not disappointed. Even if the superstars that I wanted to win didn't win. It was good. But what happened here? Obviously, it's a way to introduce Nia Jax and the Queen of Spades as tag team. And now... We're seeing them going after the title. I just think it's a force. They're forcing, they're forcing us to have this tag teams. And I guess to kind of get them a little bit more important. Because the Queen of Spades had, had the fans behind her when she faced the man, Becky Lynch. And she lost it after that. Nia Jax too, but Nia Jax sometimes do, you know, makes a little bit of mistakes in the ring, and sometimes she ends up hurting the other females in the ring. But it doesn't take away that she is a great competitor. We saw her go into the Royal Rumble for the men's. I think it would be nice to see that 
we haven't seen one of those when China was actually a, a superstar. It would be nice to kind of see Nia Jax go into the men's competition. Why not? The Queen of Spade could also do it. But I guess I don't know what WWE is trying to create here. I feel like the whole booking was a rush. And I'm a little, I don't know. I really want Sasha and Bailey to keep the titles. But then again, I'm here thinking that they could possibly drop them this Sunday. They're going to end up dropping it and kind of create the rivalry versus Bailey versus Sasha. Another, again. Another one. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. It's making me question. And I felt like I needed to talk about this first because it's it's something that it was bothering me when I saw the whole the whole thing started going it started happening. I was like trying to figure out what WWE was trying to do. I was like, what are what are they trying to do? I don't even know what they're trying to do, my own self. Oh brother. Let's I, I wanted to jump to that one first, but let's jump into the very first thing, which is the opening show. Uh, we have Drew McIntyre. He opens up the show. And 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 I was discussing this with a friend of mine, and he sent me some articles, and I, I, I read. I read them. But before we speak about those articles, I'm going to speak about this. Drew McIntyre was feeding off of the crowd. Good promotion. Um, Good promotion we obviously have an idea that most likely drew mcintyre is gonna go face randy york not in this pay-per-view for the following pay-per-view that wwe is planning so we're gonna see another one of drew mcintyre versus randy york which i don't mind SummerSlam, they did a phenomenal job together so i wouldn't mind to see another match with them so after Drew McIntyre delivers his message, he leaves. Randy Orton attacks him. Good start. You see the Viper attack Drew McIntyre, and that's a good start of the show. The second card was, we already spoke about it, and that was the Queen of Spades versus Bailey. I needed to get that one out first because I was like in the moment of trying to figure, figure this out because that's how... I was like, what is this? What what are they what are they doing? And if you could tell by the tone of my voice, I'm I was not happy with Raw. I really wasn't. I I was quite disappointed. So we have Alice's Alistair Black joins the Kevin Owens show. And this is what I call the filler episode. It was, you know, obviously we see Allison Black comes. He kind of feels a little dizzy and he ends up attacking. You know, he feels a little dizzy when Kevin Owens shows him the video of him hurting his eye. It was kind of like a trauma that was caused by Murray. I'm, I don't know. Allison Black is missing that edge he had with NXT. Mind you, I don't, I don't even watch NXT like that. I had to look look this up. He he has so much edge there. Coming to Raw, it kind of like 
they were giving him matches and obviously he was becoming he was beating everybody up. And that's it. Could he be possibly turning heel? Now he attacked Kevin Owens. Could this possibly be that we're gonna see Allison Black versus Kevin Owens and payback? Because they didn't mention anything. Kevin Owens gets hurt and Alice Black Allison Black disappears. That's the end of that segment when it comes to Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens asks him a question, shows him his injury, and he gets he gets kicked in the face. And that's it. So I don't know. I felt like it was just, yeah, we saw Alice in Black. We see a superstar returning. But it's not really much happening. So we had the fate of four-way of the 24-7 championship. I'm not going to lie to you. I left. I left my living room. This was another filler episode for me. It was dry. Obviously, you know, R-True loses his title. But the 24-7 championship was entertaining. The whole idea of them running into the ring and it kept on going outside. Obviously, with COVID-19, they can't keep on doing this and kind of restricts them from doing certain things now. I feel like they need to retire it for right now. It's a little... There's, you know... When they were uploading the videos on YouTube, they were showing our true running in different places, hiding different places, because he never knew who would show up and try to take his title. Now it's like, why, why, why is WWE still displaying this? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what this whole back and forth thing, passing the. You know, the title back and forth. There's no story being developed. No characters being involved. Just a bunch of superstars there trying to get a title. And it's really to spotlight truth, if you think about it. You know, our truth has been in the industry for a while. I felt like it, I, I, I can't even remember the other people that were there. And they're probably well-known people. But the fact that I only think about the 24-7 champion as our truth. It's just, you know, just Raw could have skipped out on this, to be honest with you. My favorite thing of the night. Oh, man, I forgot to add one thing. Because it, it felt like it was supposed to be a part of it. And... And it's a little difficult because my where I wrote my notes at it's like it's like a little line on the side. Going back to Drew McIntyre. And the incident what one of the you know, we saw it on SummerSlam, a fan had a picture of Pikachu during his segment. Um Drew McIntyre, we had Chris Benoit, somebody put it up. And then somebody up put up a picture of the KKK. You know, and this is why fans get mad at other fans. You know why? Because 
what happened if they decided to close this down? Be like, you know what? Let's not have the fans involved no more. Because they can't control themselves of uploading images that we don't want. And guess what? Now other fans can't join these live events because you ruined it. And it sucks because it just takes that one person to like do something that's not politically correct. But then again, are we surprised? Sometimes we can't control other people's actions and sometimes people do a lot of stupid things. And that was a really dumb thing to do. It really was. And I'm not going to waste... I'm not going to give that person too much of my energy because that person does not deserve to be given any more of my energy. But let's get into the, my favorite thing of the night, which was Keith Lee interrupting Randy York. Wow. Keith Lee, he lost the title on NXT, so he comes to Raw, which is a good move for him. Definitely going after um, Randy York, interrupting him. I actually like this segment. He came out the right timing. It was phenomenal. It was like the fire up. It it's a good um it's a good one. If WWE hits it right in the middle, if they hit it correctly, this will be a phenomenal rivalry. But then again. Randy York is beefing with Drew McIntyre. So it's kind of like a little off there. And obviously we know that Keith Lee versus Orton is going to happen on Payback. Hopefully Keith Lee wins. And then again, we know how WWE is. Sometimes they don't give us what we want. I was talking to a friend. And he's the one who gave me about the article of the images that were being posted on the Thunder So there's a petition out there written right now. People are requesting that WWE gives Keith Lee his music back. His theme song is too generic. And you know what? Sometimes I think WWE does a little mistakes like this. Changing the theme songs. Some certain theme songs are just meant to be with certain superstars. Like, Keith Lee, that song identifies with his fans already. So I have no idea why would WWE think it's okay to change it now he's going to Raw. Why not keep the same song entering Raw? Because when he would have came out, the fans would have snapped of a finger, recognized him. The new theme song was very generic, and I definitely agree with my friend with that. Very generic. What a good way to get Keith Lee involved into this little rivalry he's about to have with Randy York, which is phenomenal. Next, next match of a card, which was, I really like the Street Profit, Ford versus Angel. They really need to stop with stop certain of these matches. It's just like there is so Angel is a talented superstar. A lot, a lot of potential. 
and see this is a problem sometimes that I understand why fans get upset. That WWE do not push certain these superstars out there and it kind of get them stuck in a certain position that kind of basically they start stinking up the room. That the, even the fans don't even want to push them. Angel has so much potential. I have no idea. But hopefully this whole bribery is over. Because it's starting to run its course. It's, it's over. They need to let it go. It's done. So they need to just let it go. And I'm really going through them really fast. Because there's certain matches I wasn't like really proud of and some of them are not worth having big conversations for ruby riot lynn morgan and bianca belair i love bianca belair she's phenomenal phenomenal girl got so much potential if wwe use her right so much potential hopefully they do she has so much potential. Versus Vega and the Iconics. As we all know, uh, Vega is married to Allison Black. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. It was just like a rush minute of action when it comes to this. It was just rush. Obviously, we know that Bianca Belair has uh, a little mini rivalry with Vega at the moment because she's um she's so cool drugged her husband. It it would be nice to see them create a rivalry right here, like the old times. But I know WWE is not gonna let that. It's not gonna let it happen. I kind of want them to do these storylines. But not, you know, I'm not really big fans of, like, when they add their husbands and storylines into, like, the few. But I could see Bianca Belair and Vega create a really good rivalry if WWE decides to use them very well. But I don't know. I just felt like this match was just rush, and we already kind of had an idea who was going to win in this match. It wasn't really much of a struggle. Like, when you watch a certain match, you're like, man, who's going to win? Who's going to win? Just like SummerSlam. That's, like, what I like to watch. When you watch and be like, man, who's going to win in this match? It's kind of like you can't tell. Here, you kind of told, you kind of, they kind of told you who was going to win. Just the way of the setup they had. I don't know. I don't know, WWE. I don't know. Oh, man, man, man. The next thing, um, another fill-up episode, like I like to call them. There was a lot of fill-up episodes here with Raw. An arm wrestling competition with Apollo Crews versus Bobby Lashley. Obviously, you know that Bobby Lashley and Apollo Crews are going to be going against each other for that title this Sunday. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why is this Apollo Crews still this still having a like an issue with the Hurt Business. 
I kind of feel like, you know, when they just kill it way too much, they're killing it way too much. You know, Bobby Lashley could kind of win the title, take it away from him, and we'll kind of give him a little push. But then again, Apollo Crews will not have that push. So I don't, I don't. I'm telling you, a bunch of filler episodes we had here in Raw. Because obviously we know Apollo Crews wins the competition. And Bobby Lashley didn't. He didn't win. Apollo Crews stepped on his foot. And that's how he beats him in the arm wrestling thing. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm trying my best to give you the much energy that I gave you for SummerSlam. But when the when Monday Night Raw was this bad, do you really want to give people this much of energy and, sh- and how you felt about the product? I want to be honest with you. Let's go to our next filler episode. What a what a what a disaster! What a meaningless thing they just added, just to kill time. It was. It was so, it was so, it's so disappointing. Mickey James, obviously we know Mickey James of the rivalry she had with Stratus. She's a legend in her own lane. So she comes out to silence uh, Natalia and Lana. What a boring segment. I don't know what was the point of this. This woman, Nikki James, is a seven-time women's champion. And they got her coming out doing these pathetic segments. I'm telling you, this Monday Night Raw card was quite disappointing. Disappointing. I'm trying my best to kind of, like, give you some... Some hope. I, I I was disappointed. Keith Lee versus Randy York. This could have saved the night. It could have. But obviously, you know, if Keith Lee would have won, there would not have been a competition. You know, uh, a match for them for payback. So you already know that... Drew McIntyre gets involved and Orton beats Lee on a disqualification. And obviously after that happens, the fight continues outside. Like Randy Ork finds him and kicks him again in the head. Oh, and another thing that the Raw Underground, we saw Bobby Lashley that went over there and went to go beat up People like Dog Ziggler. What? I'm Listen, I've been away from Raw for a while. And there's a reason why I understand why I have not been watching Raw. Why do we have the Raw Underground? Could be a, it could be a potential show. Use those superstars they ain't using it. And put it on the network. Why Raw? You already got so many Philip match cards there. 
Why are you adding this in there? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm telling you. The raw on the ground was disappointed. Just, you know, the idea of a, a potential good match of Lee versus Randy York. It started so good. Looked like a solid player, Lee. And then, obviously, you know, the big player, Drew McIntyre, comes out and beats up Randy York. And kind of leads into the pay-per-view. Huh. I don't know. And we're going to get into the next women's match. There were three women's matches for the night. And the third one, if I'm correct, is the Lumberjack match for the Raw Women's Champion. So Sasha was going over it to try to get the title. This this was messy. Messy, messy, messy. Not saying the mat it was a disaster. You got Asuka defending her title first night back as the champion. Then it's like you're trying to create this divide division between Banks and Bailey. You know, you see her Bailey not helping Sasha. You know, with her title match. And now this whole situation with now the tag team titles being on the line on Sunday. I'm telling you, if I'm wrong, we already know that they they're gonna go at each other. We're gonna see a Sasha versus Bailey again for the title. I don't know why, but hmm. This match was disaster. Just a waste of a talent. Two wonderful superstars, Asuka and Sasha. What a mess. It was a mess for me. My point of view, this was a mess of a match. I'm telling you, I wasn't, I wasn't, wasn't happy. Next, Rey Mysterio with his son Dominic versus Seth Rollins and Murray. You know, they team up and they battled the Monday Night Messiah with his disciple, Murray. Father and son started attacking them before the bell rings. And obviously, you know, the bell started finally ring and Dominic is versing Murray. Dominic has, like I said before, has a lot of potential to be the future of the company if they use him right. They need to send him to the to the, the the performance center. I did caught a few of his little mistakes. He's still a rookie and obviously he will get better through time. But those little rookie mistakes could cost him. Because those mistakes will one day either he could injure himself or injure another superstar. He has potential. And they definitely could do it. They could definitely push him out there. Because he has potential. Kid has potential. I was reading an article on The Sun. Which I'm super against this. And this has to be about Dominic. He wants to wear his father's mask. As to keep up with the legacy. 
I'm so against this. I'm really against this. I kind of don't want Dominic to cover his face. Obviously, you know, Rey Mysterio had a point in his career that his face was not covered. He didn't wear a mask. I kind of want, I like Dominic's, you know, his, his gear that he's using now. You know, he still has to develop up a little bit more to be there, but he handles himself very well with Seth Rollins. They work very well together, and you could tell from SummerSlam to t- on, on Monday Night Raw. They work very well. They have a good chemistry. You could tell by the way they perform in the ring. So we don't get... No decision in this match. Obviously, they get in, they get in beat up by the mass invaders. They get beat up by them. So there's no results on this match. So we, obviously, you know, we have common sense. We already know the very mysterious, the mysterious feud with Rollins is now over. And obviously, we're gonna still see it continue. And like I said, I do like the rivalry and what's happening. But when is it going to stop? Because when you give too much to the fans, the fans could get tired of it. And I'm trying to think as, is WWE using Dominic to stick with Seth Rollins because they have a good chemistry. Seth is helping him, kind of giving him a push to kind of get him there to compete with other people. I really, to be honest with you, I don't know what what their plans with it is. But to be honest with you, the show was not perfect. Nowhere near it. They could have done better. Especially after SummerSlam. Back then... Monday Night Raw was the perfect time to watch if you missed the pay-per-view. But it wasn't this time. I couldn't remember. That's how bad it was. Like, I I couldn't remember the match cards that I had to look it up and just to refresh my mind with everything that was happening. Keith Lee was the most memorable thing for me for the night. His debut on Raw? I enjoyed that. And I think the other thing I was more excited was how correct I was when I said, how much you want to bet the big dog versus the thing versus Brad Strowman for the title? And I was right. But I was nervous. And I'm also nervous about that. Because if you heard my podcast, I said, most likely this is the way for them to go ahead and push Roman with the title. And let's not be surprised because WWE is known to do that. I think got so much heat right now. A lot of fire. He got the he got that energy. But WWE will be quick to make him drop the title. Doesn't matter how much of the fans are pushing him right now. Roman came back. You know, he was supposed to win the title before Corona. He didn't. I don't know. Like I said, it was those are the only two things that were very memorable for me. Keith Lee and the, and the announcement of the signing of the contract for SmackDown. 
So I'm really excited to see what what SmackDown is going to bring. I am. What I definitely am going to give you guys before Sunday my my predictions for the pay-per-view. I'm trying to get a special guest for me, a friend of mine who's a big fan of wrestling, to discuss this. And if that's a go, I will have my first guest for the prediction. So you won't only hear me talk. It will actually be, you know, me and someone else. But that was my review from Raw. I'm telling you, I was quite disappointed. I was. I really was. That I really had to look it up to kind of refresh my memory. But it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Alright, guys. I'm going to try to watch NXT so I can come back and have a discussion about NXT. That production over there is phenomenal. Triple H knows what he's he knows what he's doing. He really does. Alright guys. I wanna say I wanna you know tell you have a good night. And we definitely will see each other in the next episode of Wrestling Talk with Alex. Please follow me on all my social media platforms. Um you can find me on Hey I am Alexandria. On Instagram. And let me know what you think about this. Let me know what you think about it. Go ahead. If you follow me on Instagram. Go ahead. I love talking to other wrestling fans. Let's talk about Raw. I'm a a little day late with it. But it's okay. Just go ahead and follow me on. Hey, I am Alexandria. So A L E X A N D R I A. So see you on my next one. All right, guys. Bye.